welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, I have the honor to have as my guest, Kelly Booker, Director of Technology Planning, and Ben Lewinzik, Assistant Treasurer, both Casey's team members and Casey's former internal auditors. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you both on. Thanks, John, for inviting us to join in the conversation. Yes, absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of internal audit. And it can be from your experience from when you were in internal audit or after you left and you're like, oh, my God, why are they doing this kind of stuff here? (laughs) So I'll start with the good. And whoever wants to go first, what are some good things that you've like from either from, from when you're in audit or after you left, you're like, yeah, this is where they really bring value to the organization. I, I can start, I think one just overall overwhelmingly good or great is internal audit is an awesome opportunity to come into an organization and just learn about the entire organization. Well, that, that was my experience. When I um, came to Casey's and I guess there wasn't early internal audit when I started, but starting internal audit, it was an opportunity to gain an understanding of everything that went on across the business and then um, kind of develop that into a career opportunity to move to another area because I had the opportunity to see the whole business. So I think internal audit is a great training ground and you get to learn and see and interact with so many people. So I guess relationship is probably the other great is that you learn so many about so many people and what they do. Beautiful. Ben, what are some some good things that you see see from audit? I would echo everything that, that Kelly had mentioned. Um, I think the biggest things from the good standpoint that I can recall from my time in audit are you know, it is kind of what you make it. I would say if you look at it as an opportunity to learn about the business, to build relationships, um, to develop kind of your analytical tool set, your problem solving, your project management skills. If you look at it as opportunities to develop those things, then you'll do that. I think, and it's anything with life, um, the way that you look at things and your perspective on it will ultimately lead to how you, um, what outcomes that you get. So, you know, personally, what, what I came to Casey's, I was, um, I was only in audit for maybe nine, 10 months before I found an opportunity within Casey's from an audit that I was on. So that's just in a nutshell, the opportunity that you can make it. And if you look at things with an open mind and you're naturally curious about things, um, I did spend, you know, four or five years in audit at a prior company to Casey's. So I have some good um, and it was the same thing there. It was, you know, the more that you're willing to learn, the more that you're willing to work with people, you're more willing to pick up the phone, the more benefit and goodness that you're going to get from, from the role. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought, that you both brought that point up because when we're interviewing candidate, that's something that we bring up You're if you're joining the internal audit department, it, it can be your career, but it doesn't necessarily need to be your career. And it's a great opportunity for you to learn more about the business. It's a great opportunity for you to build relationships like you mentioned, Kelly. So, okay, that's, that's, it's all good. Go ahead. One, I guess one other thing, John, and I think Ben and I both talked to it from a personal experience 
but then kind of internal audit as we think to, or as I think to my experience here at Casey is with the team, it's been great to have that partnership of, hey, when there's certain opportunities, um, the team has came in and said, hey, we, we do, we did an audit, we see that this is an opportunity. We're going to identify it as an opportunity for the entire team to improve. We need your partnership to make it better. So internal audit is also a good forum to help kind of drive change that maybe isn't getting the the recognition. And that's what I appreciate from your team here at Casey is that there's that good partnership of, hey, this is an opportunity. We just need the forum to get the change to happen. Yes. Great, great point. It's kind of like that bridge between mm-hmm. different areas. So that's, that's a great point. Okay, we're gonna be moving into the the bad and the ugly here. So, <laughs> so bad. What are some things that you know? Maybe they're not not necessarily horrible, ugly, but eh, it could be improved in the audit process, either from when you were in audit or after you left audit. You know, the, just thinking back from my experience, that from the bad perspective, and I know that everybody does a lot to build relationships, but one thing that I just I always remember is it, it sucks to pick up the phone and always talk to somebody who doesn't really want to talk to you. <laughs> and that, and that's all, that's all part of, part of the fun I, I get. Um, but I will say that there are certain people that I'd rather talk to than others. So I think that from a, a bad perspective, and it, again, it is what you make it. If, if, if you're not, the audit team isn't out there building relationships and really trying to add value, then you're probably going to have a worse road in front of you just with how the relationship works and, and your ability to kind of get quick, fast responses, whether it's data or whether it's clarification or something. Um, another thing, and I think anybody would, who's in audit might, um, resonate with this, but just the format and the, and, and the process and the formalities, and I understand the governance structure is what it has to be. And there are reasons for kind of those speed bumps in the, in the road, but, you know, review comments, work papers. Am I writing a work paper? Am I writing a final report? You know, sometimes it's a blurry line between those two. So, but I understand that sometimes the format has to be there and you just have to jump through certain boots because of the governance that, that you need to have an internal audit and internal control. So I don't know if I hit the nail on the head there or not, but that's, that's just kind of what I recollect. I think that's a good point about the, nobody wants to talk to you, but going back to the point that Kelly brought up, it's building relationships. So if you're building those relationships, then maybe they're going to be a little more uh, inclined to answer the call. So Kelly, what are some of the things you can share here? What Ben stated would definitely resonated. I think some of the bad is just that perception and also sometimes being in the situation that you have you have to ask the right questions to get to the heart of the matter. But if you don't understand it fully, it's hard to ask those right questions to get to the heart of the matter. So I think that's the, that's a bad. And I think that kind of assumption that internal audit is trying to catch you doing something wrong. The, the whole intent of the audit is, it, internal audit is look at those risk areas and then ensure we're following policy. So if internal audit has a policy to go by, it's what the organization has said they were doing. So they're just doing the job of, hey, this is our policy and we're verifying that policy and practices are in place. So it's not 
focused on catching people doing something wrong. It's just, hey, you said this was your policy and and maybe we need to change the policy. Yes, yes. But audit's not the bad guys. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and, and you have a good point there. And I think like asking the right questions, that kind of goes back to having business acumen. And it, it is hard because we cover so many different areas that it's hard to have expertise, right? And it would be kind of impossible to have it. But I think to have some in what you brought up there, Ben, before, like having the curiosity to ask the questions and being comfortable asking those questions, even though you may not understand. So that that gets to asking the right questions. So, okay. Last question for you guys here. And here you can say all you want. <laughs> what are some of the ugly things? What are some things that you're like, please stop doing this? I have one and I have a hundred percent different perspective now a different chair that understanding that balance right that there is the the utopia and the perfect it but balancing with hey we're all we also have not all those perfect set of circumstances so we have to strike that right balance between the optimal and what we can do within the constraints of still operating and not making it too overly burdensome. Like we can't have the best controls and risk practices over everything. So we have to strike that right balance. I think that's probably my biggest ugly, kind of seeing it now, right? From the other side of, hey, I get where you're going and I completely understand and agree, but we got to be a little bit more, we can't have everything perfect and, and spend all the time in the world. Great point. Ben, what's your insight here? I, you know, I, I was going to say something similar. I think what Kelly had brought up, but it's, I think in a good way, you, you most, you should have a good sense of being pragmatic about what you're recommending or what you're trying to accomplish as well as understanding risk and managing that accordingly. Um, the other kind of things that I was thinking of is, you know, when you, when you're going to go answer questions from an auditor or something like that, you can kind of tell if they've done any homework or they've actually prepared or if they have any knowledge of the area. And I understand that you guys are wearing a lot of hats and it's, it's hard to know everything. And I don't think that should be the expectation that you do know everything, but the effort you put into preparing for the audit interview is, um, is important because, you know, when you don't prepare, it feel, it makes the person on the other side of the table feel like, um, why should I prepare? What, you know, why should I get you things on a, you know, tight deadline or anything like that? So I think it goes both ways a little bit though, too. The other thing, uh, scope creep, um, whether there should be even a scope, what the scope is and what you're really trying to get after. Um, having a good relationship with the audience, I think really helps that out. If you're at, if you're honest about what you know, and you're honest about what you don't know, I think generally people are willing to provide you with information that you are actually looking for versus the questions that you're actually asking. Um, I think that's important too, because, you know, being on the other side of the table, I can give you what you're asking for, but I don't think it's what you want. Um, you know, avoiding those kinds of problems and back and forth, I think it all just goes back to relationship management and being honest and open about what you do and know what you don't know. So, and not, and not having the attitude that you are out there trying to get anybody to, you're in a lot better success, I think. Yes. And I think it all goes together. Everything yep. that you guys said there. You, you said, Ben, prepare for the interview. And Kelly said, ask the right questions. So if you're preparing in advance, if you're doing your yeah. research in advance, 
when you go and ask those questions, the auditee or the audit client is going to feel like, okay, this person did their homework. I'm going to be mm-hmm. more inclined to help. So really, really appreciate you both being on the podcast. Great insights and great lessons for auditors out there to learn from. Thank you so much. Thanks, John.